Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Good Show. I'm your host Malini Agarwal, also known as Miss Malini, and I'm the co-founder of The Good Creator Co. And here uh, on this episode, we bring you both sides of the creator industry. So brand marketers are listening, influencers are listening, sharing their opinions, and we give you all the hot takes and all the current trends as well. And today I have a very, very special guest in the studio. He's a luxury and lifestyle influencer, my party soulmate, and a very dear friend, Rich Epin, the king of clubs. Hi, Rich. Hi, <laughs> You know, we have talked about doing a podcast together for so long. I know. And I don't even know if people know, but we kind of did one. We did yeah. like a like a Bollywood update show for a while so it's nice to have you back in the studio thank you very much for having me this is great being back in the studio with you after what four years yeah and i'm excited because i know you have a podcast coming up yeah, that's right Ooh, that's absolutely right, yeah. heard it here first <laughs> but i just wanted to start with talking a little bit about what kind of influencer you are i know it's luxury lifestyle right. fashion grooming right. how would you describe yourself so I would say I am a men's luxury uh, and lifestyle influencer. So I cover all aspects of men's luxury and lifestyle. Um, so exactly like you said, so mm. I cover fashion and, uh, and you know, automobiles because I love cars and bikes and I'm an avid biker. Um, I love fashion, of course, um, uh, you know, the, the nightlife scene, um, travel, uh, you know, great experiences. So anything that, that people uh, you know, kind of, kind of love and aspire to, mm-hmm. to kind of live. Uh, that's the kind of life I like to show. Yeah. Nice. And you know, I, I know you for so long, so I can totally vouch for the fact that you are all those things. And I think a lesson to be, you know, taken away from here is, you know, be an influencer about the things that you actually care and know about. Right. That's right. It makes, yeah, it, yeah, makes yeah, a big absolutely. difference. Yeah. But let's let's take a step back and talk about how you became an influencer because I know you did something completely different before. I know you from right. I know you from running nightclubs in Mumbai, <laughs> from right. being in the loyalty business and then yeah. I, I low key kind of convinced you to do this. But I want to know how did you become an influencer? And I think this is really important to talk about because so many people today, of course Gen Z, sure. Gen Alpha are dying to do it. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are millennials who've become influencers. So yeah. what was your journey? So, um, like seven years ago, until seven years ago, I was, uh, you know, living in Dubai and uh, doing a, you know, I, I was running a, a loyalty company mm-hmm. uh, between San Jose in California and Dubai. And, uh, you know, I, as much as I loved doing that because we were creating loyalty programs for banks and telcos and, and, <coughs> and as exciting as that was, uh, I, I knew that there was more, you know, of a creative bend that I wanted to kind of, kind of follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, and then obviously I chanced upon, you know, uh, a party night with you where we said, uh, you know, India's exploding and maybe, you know, there's something there in the in the kind of creative space that I can explore. I did not set out to become an influencer. So I call myself the the accidental influencer. <laughs> I love that. Which is uh, what my podcast is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea there was that we would start creating content about nightlife because that was the one thing that was uh, that was not really talked about a lot back then. This is back in 2016 or so. And I remember we were having a conversation and um, we were kind of brainstorming about what we should, what, what it should be about and what we should call it. And uh, the idea was to come up with a name that would kind of be a play on words. And so we came up with King of Clubs. And King of Clubs was a play on words on, you know, the, the nightlife industry, clubbing and all of that. But also it was so much more. My, I remember my business card yeah. is a playing card. A playing card, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, and that's how I started. I, I just started putting out content but on, on nightlife. But along with that, I just started showcasing the things that I enjoy doing. It was just about what I was doing every day, where I was going, the clothes I was wearing. I was not doing this 
um, to become an, you know, a lifestyle influencer, it was more from, you know, the aspect of showing my life. Right. And that was it. And, you know, I was still do I still had a day job. Yeah. And, uh, but I enjoyed it so much. And I, and then we did a lot of stuff together at, at Miss Malini. And I, I totally enjoyed that because that, uh, you know, uh, Creating content is is exciting and it it kind of brings out the creative kind of side of me. And, and I have to I say, I'm I'm really I'm actually high key very proud of us because we started as influencers quite late in the day in a that's sense, right? right? Yeah, you know, right. I mean, you started after after you turned 2017, yeah, 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 2017 after you turned 40. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 45, and I'm like, you know, you yeah. people think that being a content creator influencer yeah. is only for the next generation. Yeah. So anyone who's listening, don't be disheartened. Even if you are over 40 and you want to become an influencer or a content creator today. Yeah. Uh, you can do it. But I have to ask you this because there's this big debate about the word influencer. Right. And right. Um, there's there's a, a school of content creators who don't like being called Correct. influencers. Correct. And which, which side do you fall on? Do you, do you like being called an influencer or no? You know, I'm kind of um, agnostic to the, the thought of it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not really, uh, you know, particularly, you know, I wouldn't be offended if someone called me an influencer. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I think the word influencer has become a little overused and kind right. of bastardized. Mm. Um, people, you know, everybody calls himself an influencer. But the reality is everybody is an influencer. And that, that is a reality. Uh, it's a very few, you know, uh, cohort of people that actually talk about, um, you know, influencing as, as an everyday thing and, and something that they do for, um, you know, as, as, a, as a job, as a and, job as, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay either way. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's it's sad that the word got misused because there was a lot of um, a lot of people actually put out genuine content, so just just some great stuff, and they do influence people. So it shouldn't be like this, but unfortunately, that's the state of affairs. So. I mean, I think one of the things that also happened, and I've seen this over the like fourteen years of my journey, is that there's also a little bit of judgment, right? Of that, course. Oh, what what do influencers do? They just go to yeah. parties and you know yeah. wear fancy clothes and have a good time. But there's yeah. actually a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realize. I mean, you know, you edit videos, you're Absolutely. doing this, I can, I can see it on yeah. your face. Like both of us, <laughs> exactly. you know, so, so you're like, oh, I wish it was just yeah. going to parties and having fun. Yeah. But, you know, on that note, I'd love to know from you because there's so many, you know, aspiring creators who are listening. And, and I think there aren't as many guys uh, in this creator universe sure. as there are women. Right. So why do you think that is? And for the ones who are listening, what can they do to become the next king of clubs? Right. So I think the most important thing is, um, you know, is to try and find your niche. I think that's the most important thing, right? Um, you, you can say that, okay, I'm an amazing dancer, so I'm going to start putting out a lot of dance content. So that's, that's great. Uh, or I love fashion, and so I'm going to start putting out fashion content. But even in all of these, within all of these, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people out there doing exactly that. Right. The point is to find your niche and find your hook. I mean, find that one thing that people like like, you know, uh, love you for in fashion and love you for in the dance videos that you put out. Like, um, you know, there are some fantastic uh, new fashion influences that have come in. Um, and, and, you know, they, you might think that they say the same thing, but it's the way they say it or it's the way they showcase it. I think that's the key. I think um, for me, luxury was a part of my life. I loved, you know, the, the, the kind of experiences that I had and, and the cars I drove or, or, you know, the clothes I wore. So I was just showing that. Um, and for me, you know, increasingly it's, it's those kind of brands that started reaching out to me. So I just, you know, continued doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't have to set out to become a luxury influencer. If that is your bend, then you have to figure out, um, I would rather be a luxury influencer than a, uh, you know, a, 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 a you know, bridge to luxury maybe, or, 
or a mass market. So as a know. luxury influencer, do you consciously make certain decisions and say, okay, I have to do this or I should not do this because it'll mess with my vibe? A hundred percent. Because it, I, I don't necessarily uh, do anything that I don't believe in myself. Right. Like if I don't wear certain kinds of clothes or if I don't, you know, do certain kinds of things or, you know, drive certain kinds of cars, then I will not, you know, uh, talk about it because that then is not genuine, right? right. Uh, so I, I've discovered this word called genuine influencers. Oh, recently. nice. <laughs> uh, it talks about, you know, people that genuinely put out content for mm. the sake of, of, of education and, and you know, uh, the, the frivolous uh, kind of nature of, uh, you know, how people perceive <coughs> yeah. influencers. I think that's what you need because if your voice is not genuine, then uh, you will be bracketed in And people in can that. tell. I think people can tell immediately. Absolutely. But I also would love to know from you, from the perspective of the content creator slash influencer, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of brands listening as yeah. well, right? And yeah, I think sure. that, you know, every chance we get to educate the brand, we should use. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, is there something you would like luxury brands to know or something that you, you know, they, you think that they should keep in mind when they're recruiting influencers? You know, even for us, I always think about the fact that there was a time where everyone would tell you, okay, here's the message, say it. Yeah. But the whole point of influencers is that you should be able to do it in your voice. So is, is there anything like that that you feel that brands have now maybe learned or have yet to learn? So, you know, one of the things that I keep seeing, uh, you know, and hearing, and this is also, I want agencies to know this as well, yeah. uh, is that when you look for an influencer for a particular campaign, look for the one that fits your uh, brand ethos mm. and, and, you know, what your brand stands for. Uh, just getting a bunch of influencers is not the point, right? It's not about numbers. It's about who fits your brand profile the best, right? And so um, for the brand, uh, you know, if you found that person or if you found 10 of these people, let them do their thing because they do it best. Trust me, you don't know how we do it. <laughs> you, 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 you know, I, I increasingly, I keep telling brands and agencies this, if you've commissioned me for a, uh, for a, uh, an, uh, you know, a campaign, um, let me do my thing. Yeah. That's why you, 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 that's you why they chose you. Yeah. Yeah. They, and so let us do our thing. If you have a, a you know, a 12 page brief, then it's not going to be us. It's going right. to be you. It's, mm -hmm. you know, what we're going to put out is not going to reflect us. It's just going to be uh, an ad. Um, and that's not what you want because um, one of the reasons influencer marketing uh, is is now kind of, you know, why, why people don't believe as much about influencer marketing, uh, you know, from a user perspective is because it doesn't seem like user-generated content, mm. right? UGC is the thing. And, and uh, increasingly, brands have to understand that it has to look authentic. It does. And the thing is, if, if you have 12 different influencers saying the same words, exactly. then you know that they're not their absolutely. words. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So listen up, agencies. <laughs> but moving on to something which I'm very excited about and very, very proud, because it's actually my first personal investment <laughs> as well, is a new company that you are a part of. And, right. um, and I love that it's called Wild. That's so right. I want you to tell everyone what Wild is and right. how you came up with it and right. um, how they can be part of it. Right. So Wild is um, India's first social currency payment card. So, um, you know, the co-founders of Wild and I, we, you know, we, we started, you know, we, were, we met about a year ago. Um, Malini introduced us. Um, they were, you know, so my, the, the co-founders, Dishan Sangvi and Yash Saklicha, they uh, have been in the influencer marketing space for about five years now. Right. And, and they've done a lot of stuff. So Yash is from, the, from IIT Bombay. And so they kept creating tech solutions to, to help brands identify and find influencers and vice mm. versa. Um, and so they went through a bunch of iterations of, of things to, to kind of create, you know, within that, uh, that ecosystem. 
and uh, and that's where we met and the amount of learning they had was fantastic and so you know we said let's take all that learning and create something out of it now what we created is a platform that allows everybody on social media with as little as a thousand followers on Instagram to monetize and leverage their social network just like influencers do because um, the, the you know the the, the the fundamental you know uh, idea is um, you know comes from this one belief that we have that every single person out there is an influencer right everybody has a circle of influence everybody is uh, you know on some level touching people on a daily basis right we have family, friends, you know, social circle, colleagues, everyone that we touch every day. Um, why, aren't, why aren't all of them monetizing or leverage their, net, their network, right? And, um, and from the flip side, brands can leverage the, the network or the social, you know, kind of clout of every single shopper off, you know, that, that shops so, from there. So how does it exactly work? So it's like a, a loyalty card in a sense. Well, it's actually not. So okay. what we said is that uh, let's create a platform that allows uh, you know uh, users to to kind of apply for it or, or your average everyday people. The basic eligibility criteria to apply for the card is a thousand followers on Instagram, right? right? Uh -huh. But what we've also done is so number of followers is not an indicator of influence, right, right. or real influence. Yeah. So what we did is we developed an AI-based social scoring algorithm that rates users based on you know the number of followers, the reach, engagement. Um, frequency of posts, you know, a whole bunch of whether they have fake or bot followers, a whole bunch of parameters that kind of define what their influence is and we give them a score based on that. Wow. Now that score tells you, you know, the level of influence they have. So you could have 2,000 followers but an amazingly, you know, engaged audience and you could have a great score. So our scoring system is out of 1,000. So you could have 2,000 followers and have a score of 500. Uh, or you could have 50,000 followers and have absolutely rubbish engagement and you would have a score of 300. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it, it uh, kind of works perfectly to, to, to uh, help us identify what a person's real influence is. And then what we so you know, and, and what we've come is, we've uh, developed is a, is a visa-powered payment card. Now the card um, is, you know, again, so once you pass the eligibility criteria of 1,000 followers plus uh, a wild score of at least 100, you, you get a, a physical card shipped to you and we have an app where the digital card rests and you can start shopping. Now the benefits come if you shop with our partner brands. Now we've signed up, as of today, we have about 100 brands signed oh, up. Wow. Every day we're signing up new brands. Every single day we have more brands coming in. And what we do is, um, so what we say is users can go and make a purchase using the wildcard. So instead of making a purchase with your regular bank credit card or right. debit card, you now use our card to make a payment. So this is a prepaid card, so you can load it. Mm -hmm. Next year we're also gonna come up with a credit offering. And uh, what we say is use our card. If you do, you have the option of posting about it on social, on your Instagram. Uh, either a story or a post, and uh, and we then verify, you know, if uh, you've met the terms and conditions, and uh, you get a cashback ranging from thirty percent to a hundred percent of your transaction value. That's amazing. So even if you just have a thousand followers, you can still get that much money back. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. So the idea is to to make everybody start monetizing and and you know leveraging their network. Yeah, that's the idea. Do you think do you think that brands are going to see uh, the value of this, or do they think? Do you think brands are really focused on? Oh, I want someone who has a million followers to post about me only. So you know, uh, until now, this was what the influencer marketing industry was. Well, right. Yeah. So you either had digital marketing, you had SEO, you had you know uh, influencer marketing. Influencer marketing was always about the big influencers, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what we want to do is we want to help people understand the idea of social currency. Every single person out there has a social currency, and your social currency is your network, right? So if today, um, for a brand, 
what the holy grail of marketing for a brand would be if every single shopper that bought anything from them would go out and tell all their friends. Correct. They would never need to do shop, uh, marketing again. Yeah. Right. It doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it never happens. Right. You so, only tell people when you don't like something. Mostly. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. Today you only yeah. go and, and complain. Uh, yeah, complain. Yeah. Right. But what if we could get them that? If yeah. we could get them a customer uh, who would not just make a purchase up front, but also go and tell all their friends about it, what would that be worth to them? And it would be worth a lot, which is yeah. why we have brands signing up with us because um, it's word of mouth amplified to the next level, right? If we can uh, convert maybe 20% of a brand's entire customer base into a wild user, imagine the scale of that. Across the country, every single day, a customer of yours is going and telling everybody they know. That's incredible. So that's the value of it. So we want to help people and brands understand the value of social currency. So it's everyday people going out and buying things from you and then going out and telling everybody and getting rewarded for it in cash back into their card. Wow. So, so. the king of clubs is bringing you his like <laughs> the chance to experience his life through the yeah, wild absolutely. card. So stay tuned for that. You know, so I mean, on, on the show, I give brands a lot of grief about do this, do that. But I think it's time we flip the coin a little bit. And why don't we talk to aspiring influencers and tell them what they need to keep in mind. Uh, one, to get good brands, yeah. to keep good brands. What do brands look for? Yeah. Um, and, you know, what are the right ways to really, you know, uh, expand your network with brands and right. work with more of them? Right. Because, you know, the, the, a lot of influencers will be like, I would love to work with an XYZ, but how do I, I can't just cold call them? Sure, yeah. sure. So I think, um, I think for anyone setting out to become an influencer, I think one of the first things to do is don't think about, you know, whether you're going to get a, a, a paid campaign for this or not just start posting content. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you're, whether a brand sees it or you know users see it or if you're not getting enough likes, whether there's uh, people are sharing it or not saving it, doesn't matter. Start putting out content. And put out content on a regular basis. And tag the brands. And tag the brands. Yeah. Always tag the brands because yeah. at some point you are going to come in the radar of the brands, right? And also not, not everyone knows who paid you. So yeah, <laughs> they'll absolutely. think that, hey, exactly. I should do it too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but consistency is the key, right? If you don't consistently keep putting out content, A, people don't know why you're putting out content because you could be just doing it for fun. Yeah. And uh, B, um, people don't understand your your niche and what you're, what you're good at and what, you're good, uh, you know, what your content is good for. Because uh, from a user perspective or from, from someone who's consuming content, they want to know what's their takeaway from this. Otherwise, they're not going to, you know, it, honestly, there's so much content being, you know, being driven out into, you know, through various platforms today. Um, everyone needs to know if there's something for them. Otherwise, they're going to, you know, that's why uh, video content is now three seconds. If you can't hook them in three, in the first three seconds, uh, they're going to scroll past. Scroll right? past so yeah. you need to make sure that, uh, you know, people A, love you for what you're doing and B, you have enough of a hook. Mm -hmm. And so understand that and then the brands will come to you. I never reached out to a brand. I don't think I remember ever reaching out to a brand. How did you get your first brand deal? Like, how did that happen? A brand, I think uh, a brand reached out for the first time. I think it was like uh, maybe four years ago. A brand reached out and said, uh, you know, we love your content. Would you like to do a, a campaign with us? Um, and back then I hadn't done any campaigns. And uh, they said, you know, it, it'll be a barter campaign. So I was like, well, okay. I mean, any, yeah. any brand campaign Anything, at this yeah. point sounds great. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, don't be, um, you know, quick to say that, look, I'm now, you know, 20,000 followers. I have to get paid. Yeah. Just start with brands because the more brands you work with, the more brands will want to work with you. Um, and so start putting out content, start mm -hmm. working with brands. Eventually, 
you will get your due. And you, of course, I mean, brands will, uh, you know, at some point, you know, want to continue, you know, working on barter with you, which is still fine. It's, it's not to say that it's not. But at some point you can say, look, you know, I think, you know, now I, I, I should start charging. I, th I think I deserve uh, more than just, uh, you know, just the product. Um, and so, yeah, put that value for yourself. But again, stay within market value, understand from other creators what they're doing, how much they're charging, because I think that's important, right? Yeah. You can't just price yourself out in the market. Um, and, you know, try and understand from your peers. One of the things, most important things to do is learn from your peers. Uh, there is no competition. There, there, there are no competitors in this in this game. Only collaborators. Only collaborators. Yeah. Absolutely. Work with yeah. more more people yeah. within your niche, and you'll see numbers grow. You'll see brands, you know, kind of discover you. So yeah. I kind of love that, and that's kind of what we're trying to do at Good Creator Co. with our Facebook community and our yeah. group is bring creators together. Yeah. And I really appreciate that you're so supportive of our community of and you come to all our events. And and I love the selfie you took at our <laughs> boat IRL party. Yeah. And there's I remember you're in it, and then you have like some creators with 11 million followers, <laughs> and yeah. next to them is somebody with 1100. Yeah. And I love yeah. that we don't walk around with a number on our heads. Absolutely. And I think we should, yeah. you know, really have to remember that. Yeah. But you know, having said that, I have to ask, how come there aren't as many male luxury lifestyle influencers? Influencers. Is it just really hard to do, or do you already have to have like the means to be able to afford these things? What is it? So I'll tell you this: uh, the luxury market in India is very nascent, right? Mm. It's it's still early. Um, it's not as big as you know the the your high street brands right. or you know and so on. So um, you know when you start off, because I wasn't doing this as my primary source of income, I would just you know not I I'd just be okay with you know not getting a lot of. Uh, yeah. brand deals or not doing any campaigns or stuff for months together. It, mm -hmm. it wouldn't matter to me. Uh, but for a lot of people uh, that actually leave a day job and, and do this uh, as a full-time full -time, job, yeah. for them, they have to continue to keep, you know, continue to uh, create content so that brands would identify them yeah. and pay them to do it. I also feel that's when you compromise more because even for me, Absolutely. there was no concept of influencer marketing or being yeah. a content creator as a, for a yeah. living. So I had a day job. Yeah. So as a result, I was very particular about the content I put out and I wasn't yeah. thinking about how do I get paid yeah. from this because unfortunately you do end up making certain compromises sure. if that's how you pay your bills. Yeah. So I always tell people that you don't have to have just one job. Have right. a day job that pays the bills right. and be a creative content creator yeah, on the side. Absolutely. And I know so many people you know, who do yeah. that. You know? yeah. uh, it's, like, not, yeah. you know, it's, it's not just about uh, that, right? It's not just about the numbers part of it. Um, if you if you want to be an, uh, a luxury influencer, your content has to reflect luxury. Yeah. Your content has to resonate with the brand, right? Because otherwise, uh, you could have 100,000 followers and not have, you know, uh, uh, any luxury kind of offering or a luxury audience. And so the brand, uh, the, the luxury brands will not kind of identify with you as a, as, as a, as a brand ambassador for them. Mm -hmm. And so you will not get that. So that consistency has to be maintained regardless yeah. of what. That's why luxury is, a, is such a small niche. There might be, I think there's less than 10 luxury you know, influencers in the country, all the brands work with because um, we are uncompromising mm. in, in the kind of content that we put out no matter what happens. Uh, and so you know, the brands also know that our content will always find the right audience. Correct. And so that's the... That's yeah, no, and it's incredible. And, you know, kudos to you that you've yeah. managed to pull it off. I'd love to it's know from you, though. from how many how many years have you been doing this now? Five, I five, think. Five, yeah, five years. So what do you think has been your biggest learning? And if you could go back and change anything, if anything, what would you have done differently to get further ahead today? Um, I think I would have uh, taken it a little more seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were just busy at the bar. Don't say that. Now everybody says this. We knew this. <laughs> That's, that's actually true. Yeah. Uh, because I was 
I did it because I enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. I was doing it for fun, but I should have been more consistent with my with my content. How many times I told you that, by the way? Actually, like you haven't did. posted anything you today. You actually Rich. did. Actually, you did. You used to tell me that a lot because oh. I, I really did. Yeah. You know, kind of. You know, I had a lackadaisical kind of yeah. uh, you know approach to how I was doing because again, I did not set out to become an influencer. Right. I was just having fun. Fun, yeah. But I should have done that. Dif I would have done that differently. But. From a niche perspective, I don't think I'd have done anything differently because mm -hmm. I stuck to my guns. There were times when I was like, should I take a brand that's willing to pay me a lot of money, um, but it doesn't fit my niche? I was tempted. I will. Don't tell us the name of the brand, but you have to tell us what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fashion brand. Um, it was a high street fashion brand, but I just don't, don't, you know, right. I, I, there are, I mean, of course, it's not to say that I don't work with yeah. high street fashion brands, but it, it was a high street fashion brand right when I was starting off and I was just trying to set my niche that, yeah. because um, it's fine that you know I, I started in luxury and now you know I can do all kinds of brands. Right. But uh, going backwards is, is, is or going reverse is actually tough. But that time I was trying to set my niche and I was really tempted. But I said I shouldn't do that because at that point then you know it'll be confusing. And so I did. I was tempted, but I didn't. And I'm glad I did that. Um, and over the years, I'm glad I stuck to that as a, as my niche. And I'm, you know I I wouldn't uh, change that part of it. But I wish I'd have listened to you. And uh, uh -huh. yeah. well, you're and, listening yeah. now. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I'd love for you to give one last piece of advice to all the budding luxury lifestyle male influencers. Right. Um, I would say um, find your voice. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, whatever it is that you're trying to create, whether it's uh, entertaining, uh, entertainment content, lifestyle content, whatever it may be, um, find your voice because trying to be a me too. Uh, of someone else or another influencer or creator uh, will only get you so much but eventually uh, you know it's your voice that'll matter so find that voice and then find your niche and uh, you will you will you know kill it absolutely you will you will slay thank yeah. you so much for being on the good show thank I hope you, you guys much. enjoyed this episode don't forget to like share and subscribe and tell me in the comments uh, or tweet me or Instagram me very easy to find me now and tell me who you'd like to hear on the show next thanks Rich. thank you very much for